Hey, it's Shastin Rains, and welcome to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit crosswalkvillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team. All right, we're up and running. Hey, uh, this is Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. This is today's Presence Podcast. We're on episode, I guess, 13. And uh, we're doing something we've never done before. We're having a guest on, which is kind we of... Ex- which is kind of ex- <laughs> That's hey guys. Thank you for the information, Sam. Thank you. Thank we you. are I'm just here to. I've noticed affirm. that I've noticed that you start these things with some sort of like declaration, like I am. My name is Sam. Like that's <laughs> just <laughs> that's that's how you start I, the podcast. We I are. Feel like I got <laughs> <laughs> like it. I got to get my, my voice in there in the intro somewhere. That's your, your That's intro. Me, yes, Sam. Me, he just said too. my name. He just, he just said my name. <laughs> um, so so right. I moved my office back to the church, just so you know, and, and just so everybody knows about social distancing situation. It's, it was 110 degrees in my office. Um, so I moved back down to the church. I've got 39,000 square feet, so I can social distance with my whole church here. But um, I'm in my office. I have a little suite. It's got a restroom, the whole deal. I don't know why anybody... Sounds like you're that. really anxious about making sure you prove your social distancing. I want to make sure people know you that. You said I'm, my office three times and... I'm compliant. <laughs> anyway, anyway, if there's any issues with the internet or, or of little funky stuff, I just wanted to say that we're working some of that out. So anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. Damn. It does. It does. It has a lot to do with it because I miss your dark cave garage that you used to work in. I miss I it. Thought, I thought you were going to say you miss my dark, handsome features. <laughs> but I guess not. No. Well, I guess not. Okay, uh, let's. Can we introduce our guest, please, Sam? Can you do that for yeah, me? Yeah, but well, let me let me first uh, let me first. Uh, do we have any announcements? Do we have announcements first? I I guess we do. We do have announcements. Um, yeah, questions. What announcements do you got, Sam? Uh, please do you send have? in questions to the email that you usually give uh, for our readers. That's podcast, like because I'm podcast at crosswalkvillage.com and it works. We've gotten a few emails. That's pretty exciting. Great. Thank you. And then, uh, yeah, just last last week, Tim, was great. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Um, oh. April 26, because I'm trying to make a point to say when the service was in case people are listening to this at a way later date so that they know what to go look for. I was what 25th, right? Service. It was the 25th, right? 25th, yes. Isn't yeah. that what I said? Ah, I said you said 20... the 26th. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We all live asynchronously now. Like there's literally no time. We can just <laughs> check into something whenever, like time doesn't matter anymore. We have, we've left the space-time continuum and we just exist. <laughs> exist in the ether. Uh, thank you. It was, you know what, we had the welcome from our Northeast Atlanta campus. They're such great people out there. So we were um, just excited to put them a bit. And Josh Estrada did that beautiful oh. tread the heights when we all get to heaven. That was cool. Good stuff. Oh, that was so good. And if, and if dear listener, if you have not checked out Josh Estrada on the Spotify or the whatever streaming service you have, please do so. What? That was so good. Yeah, it was so awesome. Good. And on YouTube, um, he's got a video of that doing it in the studio, and it was a, it's a really cool take on it too. 
So, or you can go to, or you can go to crosswalkvillage.com, uh, or I mean, crosswalk village, crosswalk, uh, crosswalks, <laughs> you crosswalk worship now has a YouTube channel and it's going to be on there. That's what I was trying to say. I don't know why it says crosswalk village. So that's, they bought that domain name so long ago. So long ago. Segway it to our special guest today. Now, <laughs> let me set up the reason why we have a special guest. That's literally not course. a segue. That's a hijack, <laughs> but it was appropriate. <laughs> Over the, la- over the last uh, 50 episodes, how many episodes have we done? 12. Every time we get together, Tim and I, in the mornings, we talk about the coffee we're drinking. And some of us have been, I, I don't know if it's been me, if it's you, I think it's you, Tim. You've been offending people who drink blends by saying, I'm just drinking a blend. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. But it's emergency times, COVID. So, um, and I have sat here uh, broadcasting with my delicious single origin. Now, <laughs> I will admit, I have no clue really what I'm talking about, but I use these terms. I throw them around. I weaponize them. So You do. You, do, you weaponize them. <laughs> and I have mentioned that my roaster, because when you say I have a roaster. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's a roaster. Sound, yeah, that's extra. There's some ownership that, in that that seems inappropriate. My personal roaster, uh, I've, I've said his name, Brian Fowler. Covert Coffee, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, we actually decided last week, why don't we just have him on? Yeah. And so this morning, it gives me great privilege to welcome Brian Fowler of Covert Coffee to our podcast. Hey, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me. I think that's what I'm supposed to say, right? Thanks yes. for having me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, that's podcasty. Right. That feels right. <laughs> that's right. Your gratitude is appreciated. We we have <laughs> catapulted you into fame. You your life, you can mark this moment, your life before and after this podcast. Oh my gosh. I never should have told him how many listeners we have. Look what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but listeners, not viewers. So. Exactly. He can't seem to understand that, but yeah. before before we get to coffee, what is your day job? And I think it's a relevant question because as we're looking at each other, the three of us right now on the Zoom screen. <laughs> Um, your uh, image is obnoxiously good compared to uh, mine. Ob- obnoxiously, I, that that'll go on my new demo reel, my my new website. I'll change it. Obnoxiously good. Um, so I'm a I'm a director of photography. Um, I do, which means I uh, operate camera and set lighting for different kinds of productions, whether it's um, uh, commercials that you see on things like HGTV or uh, I don't know, those kind of things, uh, even commercials that you never see, as well as um, m- movies that are very, very niche and uh, documentary stuff. So uh, kind of like all over the place, but I'm a commercial director of photography. That, that all sounds really exciting, and, but we're not here <laughs> to talk about that. Okay, um, no more of that. <laughs> Actually, that's an entire other podcast. We'll have you back to talk about how exciting that stuff is. Um, But we're here to talk about coffee. 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 Yes. Where do you want to start? Coffee. I have a friend who will text me and say, do you have any coffee? Yes, I do. What would you like? So how did you get... No, go ahead. How did I get started with this? Yes. Um. I mean, that could be a, that could fill up all of your time right there. I'll try to keep it super short. So uh, my wife, Amy, and I lived in Australia, uh, what is now a long time ago. And 
we had friends there that had what's called a super automatic machine. It's beans in one side, milk in the other side, and water. And you push a button and and it's you have coffee. This is in Australia. Um, we I drank a lot of that because those guys, Rod and Zan, who are awesome, uh, kind of got me started there. When I moved, when we moved back to the states, and I had a full time job as a um, as a art director. Um, <clears throat> that was a corporate job, and so I drank a lot of terrible coffee there. And I would go to nice shops, and I would have nice coffee there. That was like, wow, this is so good. And that just led me to buy a new machine, buy a new method, learn some more. Um, and I brought us up to where I am now, which is I have the equivalent of a small coffee shop in my house. That, that is, that's a beautiful journey. Is, is that, is that, is that, small that's, enough? that's concise, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And when you I'm, say a small coffee shop at home, you have it all. You've got, you, you roast at home, right? You have a roaster in your basement. I do have a, it's a small roaster, but it's, it's not. Um, so there's different kinds of home roasting that can happen. There's even down to uh, beans in a wok on top of your stove um, to what I have, which is a drum roaster. So the beans go in a uh, hot uh, flame, heats, heats them from room temperature up to about 400 to 420 degrees. And then it gets dumped out there. And that's super, super oversimplifying it. Um, anybody can take green coffee beans and turn them brown and it'll taste, it'll resemble coffee. So the, the, where the nuance is, is um, making those uh, flavors that are naturally inherent in the beans come out. And so we're able to brew it and taste it and go, oh, this tastes great. This Ethiopian is good. You control the entire process. Control, yeah. Which is essentially how much heat goes into the drum that is holding the beans, how much air goes past them, and how long that lasts. Long long meaning how, how high the temperature gets. Hey, so Brian, what is a... I have, we have so many questions and so we don't have enough time. Yeah, let's do so it. Let's get, let's get to the question that is burning in everyone's mind. The question okay. that Tim and I have uh, thrown around and stoked. Um, <laughs> what is a blend? What is single origin? Why is one better than the other? Etc. Educators. Okay, so first, my let me just blanket statement everything. These are all my opinions today are my opinions and it's based on a lot of it's based on a lot of stuff and uh, I, it's all opinions. So my opinion is that they are not, one is not superior to the other, uh, irrespective of the beans. What? So Sam's arrogance has been wrong this whole time? Uh, uh, I can't speak to that. <laughs> no, um, you know, a single origin um, is, it also depends. Let's say we're talking about espresso. Um, uh uh, actually, let, let's just broaden it to espresso or, or drip drinks. If you have a single origin, you are able to, uh, and, it's, and it's, it's brewed in a nice way, you're able to more accurately or more clearly taste the flavors of the beans that you're roasting, or that you're, uh, sorry, that you're brewing. Um, sometimes that might be enough. That might be plenty, and you really like how it tastes, and you want it every day. Um, but a lot of roasters uh, will say, hey, this 
uh, look, I just keep saying Ethiopian that's on my mind. But <laughs> sorry to concentrate. Ethiopian. Hang on, hang on. Tim's been pouring coffee like so dramatically as you talk. I'm sorry. He's, continue. He's got continue. like a 32 ounce thermos. There. It's very early this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Go, continue. Keep going. I commend keep you guys going. for your guest. <laughs> um, okay, so. So uh, uh, what a roaster, what a blend allows a roaster to do is to take uh, key points to each of these coffees and say, we want this brightness in this coffee to come out, but we also would like some uh, some mellow flavors to also be in there. And it, it allows you to, to, the roaster to craft that flavor a little bit better. Um, so, I, yeah. But Brian, isn't it, does it really matter? Because at the end of that entire process, I'm just going to go, I'm going to put eight ounces of French vanilla flavoring in it. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks guys for having me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That answers that. Oh, he turned his light off. That answers the question, doesn't it? Listen, um, if you're, if you're going to do that, just go buy the cheapest brand, cheapest coffee you can get and enjoy. Yeah. I, yeah. I might, I might, I might encourage that as well. In my coffee journey, and it, I, th I do think that's what it is, um, I went from mainly putting sugar in a brown drink to slowly winning myself off of that. And I replaced that sugar with good flavors in the beans. If I just had some random, um, I'm sorry, some random Starbucks coffee, I know there's lots of people that love that, and that's totally fine, but I, I don't appreciate that as much. But if I just had some random Starbucks super dark stuff, I might need sugar. I might need cream, and that happens to me when I'm out on a shoot and I don't have time to make it in the morning. I get the hotel coffee, and I put some creamer in it, and it's fine. It's coffee. It tastes good. Does it does what it's, it needs to do. Yeah, it's so it's so nice to hear. You're so you're so accessible and so down to earth, unlike many of the coffee snobbery that um, <laughs> usually uh, is present uh, in people who own their own coffee shop at home. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that I am totally totally guilty of being like, oh well, you put sugar in there. Oh well, you did. That. Oh well, that's not the right temperature for blah blah blah. So, uh, but I've come back off of that because I realized that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> that's not true i have a small idea of what i'm doing and uh, you know there's this there's this curve of the, the more you know the more you realize what you don't know right oh mm -hmm. well in finding out what you know sam you've got a list of terms and we're going to do a flash challenge i that's yeah, what i just, that's what i just named it right now it's a flash, flash challenge, challenge which is sam's going to give you a basic term and you are going to explain it in 10 seconds or less yeah, Brian, this is this is a test of your flash. What did you call it, Tim? Flash what? Flash. It's a flash challenge. Flash challenge. Flash challenge. Yep. Coffee Newbie. snobbery flash challenge. Ready? <laughs> it's a test. It's a test on enunciation as well. It's right. Absolutely. Yes. So, and and we don't need like a two minute answer, like a Wikipedia entry for each. I one already we said know. ten seconds. I already so told. Am you. I repeating myself? Oh, okay. You know you're. Right, your redundancy on what I've said. <laughs> you're, okay, you're taking out my 10 seconds. We're ready. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Ready? All right. Espresso. Um, espresso is a is a method of brewing coffee. Usually it's between 7 and, and 18 grams of coffee that's compressed into a puck. Um, it's too long. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's compressed into, into a puck and it's brewed at usually a ratio of about 1 to 2. So twice the amount of twice the weight of water comes out. Oh, wow. That's way wow, more. That was science. That was brilliant. Okay, science. keep going. Keep going. R ristretto. 
Ristretto. Ristretto would be that same. Huh? Sorry. I'm going to say it all in Italian from now on. Ristretto. <laughs> uh, don't be so don't be so angry with me um uh ristretto would be the same kind of thing except uh the different ratio uh, ristretto would be maybe more like one to one so if you put 15 grams of coffee in you would get 15 grams out it's a more bolder flavor sometimes less bitter and sometimes more sweet sometimes americano uh, you make a shot of espresso and then you put water in it to water it down. And I've heard that that's because Americans can't handle espresso, but I Hey man, know. Hey man, you're right. I like, I like espresso. What's the difference between like, an Americano and a Longo or Lungo? A Lungo would be an espresso with like maybe one to three. So three times the amount of water. So it's just a longer shot that uh, generates more, um, uh, um more espresso. Perfect. Hawaiiano. Don't know. Never heard of that. Dude, yeah, can I pass? That? You don't know. I'll pass. You know nothing. I don't think that's that's a, if you make up words, Sam, I don't think he can be held to that. Hawaiano? <laughs> Hawaiano is a is a cup of coffee with a shot of pineapple juice. I got one. What's a bre- what's a brevet? What's a brevet? A brevet is a is a uh, instead of using milk to steam for your latte or cappuccino or whatever, um, you use half and half. Oh yeah, flat white. Oh yeah, flat white. <laughs> flat white is who knows what a flat white is. Uh, it's some Australian thing. No, yeah. uh, flat white is is more. Um, it's a it's a milk drink with a different ratio of textured milk to foam and um, uh, yeah, avocado, avocado. Yeah. I forgot. To, I actually I did a coffee um, a coffee competition, and that was my signature drink was affogato, and that was my joke. I was gonna make a, a, an affogato, but I forgot how to make it. Oh, that was, that's mm. a that's a good joke. Yeah, affogato is uh, espresso over ice cream. Oh yeah, super good. It's like a root beer float, except it's not Gibraltar. I got oh Gibraltar. I was gonna say Gibraltar cortado. Um, um, it's espresso with much less milk, maybe three, five ounces of, 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 of steamed milk in that. And sometimes it's, it's served in a tiny cup. Sometimes it's in a Gibraltar cup, mm-hmm. I think. Excellent. Just, okay. What's third wave? What's third wave? I know that's a hard one to do in 10 seconds, but yeah. Yeah. Third wave. Uh, so first wave is, um, is long time ago. It's when people were like, um, Holy crap. What are these beans? Let's grind them up and brew them and drink them. And, and, Whatnot. Second wave was, um, hey, there's a big line worker of uh, people making Ford cars, and so they make a 55-gallon drum of coffee and stir it with a big thing and, and uh, pour it through a, a clean sock. And, and so nobody cares. Nobody cared what it was. It was just, it was just strong and bitter. And uh, that might be conjecture. Um, uh, thir- third wave is more when people started understanding and paying more attention to um, the flavors that are happening, um, the recipes that they're making, the ratios that they're doing to make those recipes, uh, and and kind of more education on, on what coffee is. That kind of has moved into what can also be called specialty coffee. Third wave, I think that terminology is is uh, still valid. Of course, if you go, if I go into a new town and I talk to someone, I say, "Hey, do you have any third wave coffee places out here?" Usually, if it's a good shop, they're going to be like, "Yeah, you should go to this place and this place." Um, but you can also say specialty coffee, and that just means that there's much more attention to detail from where the beans are purchased all the way to how it's brewed and served to mm-hmm. the customer or friend. Wow. 
Excellent. You know, this is, I, I think we're joking around, but this is all this terminology is like a whole world that if you don't understand oh, it, yeah. it's so intimidating. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember when we first, Tim and I first, Tim, if I may, you remember when we first, when we got invited to that cupping? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. and we didn't know what it was about. We we're like, bro, are, are we going to have to drink wine and alcohol? I don't think we should go because we didn't know what it was. So, yeah. And when we got there, we still didn't, we weren't really quite sure why, why, what? Um, it, the, the entire terminology, the, that whole world can be so intimidating, especially when you walk into a shop and everyone's wearing a vest and a tie and mm. they have mustaches. And <laughs> if you order a caramel macchiato and they say, we don't do that here. Uh, With be, scorn. Um, <laughs> it's not just we don't do that here it's we don't do it's that here sigh we don't do that exactly here. um sam do you remember so, where that was do you remember where we did it i yeah it was was it portland yeah it was stumptown in portland Stumptown. Stumptown. Oh. yeah yeah it was a good it was a good place to do it I, just, just as a as, as an aside if people are out there interested in coffee i would suggest finding someone who says hey do you want to come help out with the cupping generally they're going to understand we've all we've all been through the first cupping we all understand like whoa how weird is this but it's nice and if you find somebody that can help you through it we all learn this stuff we have to learn it at some point so go and and, and you can walk away and go oh wow this is awesome i can understand this a little bit more or you can walk away with a cool story of like those guys slurp their coffee weird <laughs> <laughs> a couple more questions brian the okay. um you roast for crosswalk Chattanooga. Yes. You're the official roaster. Official. I've had to had to really challenge everyone. Did you did you get the certificate we were sending you? (laughs) Once you passed the I have not received I haven't received it yet, but I my I I did the form 1722, I guess. No, it was the 1722B though. Did you do the B form? (laughs) We're not even finding that funny. It was a good it started off strong and then We've all looked at each other like that doesn't matter. Um, um, but yeah, you you roast for us in Chattanooga, right? And you guys have done like a signature crosswalk situation. Yes, um, I work closely with Shaston Rains um, uh, with developing that, and so we we even we do things like uh, what we did. Um, got a few samples of coffee in and we roasted them and we did a cupping and then we, we worked with different blends of the two coffees that we chose. Um, and that's a good example of a blend that uh, worked out good. We had a, we took these two coffees and we did a 70, 30 blend and we said, eh, and we ended up with a 50, 50 blend. And we said, this, this is, is better. So that's what we serve there as espresso drinks. Uh, that's what Shaston serves there as espresso drinks. And, um, we also do decaf for them, which is really good. And uh, that, but that's only as a drip. Mm. So there's a there's a, an actual crosswalk blend. Sure, Brian, which I've never tasted. I just <laughs> want everyone to be clear. I'm the lead pastor of this church, and I've never had it. So that's a weird. Wait, I I thought that you had. I have well, not. I, actually, I might have sent you some beans, but that doesn't mean you've had it. If someone were to want beans from yeah. covert coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's tricky. Um, I'd love to give people beans. Um, the tricky part is it's a small roaster. If, um, what did you say you had, uh, 35,000 subscribers? Uh, I think 135,000 now. 135. Okay. So if all it's of those sh- people said, Hey, we want some beans, 
today, we, we wouldn't be able to provide them um, because it's such a, on our website, it's a single page and it says we're a micro roaster, which is true. We, uh, we do uh, very small batches at a time, but you can go to covert coffee, covert coffee.com. And hopefully it's not like that at the time of this recording, but hopefully uh, by the time this is released, there's a way there to uh, either email or text us, or maybe even if I can work it out, place an order from the website directly and we can get that out. My, my worry, my fear is that so many people are like, I want to try some of this <clears throat> that, that we run out and we can't provide, you know, somebody would be left out. So I don't know how to manage that. We'll figure that out. Well, patience. the one of the things that we found out about our listening audience is that they're very patient because <laughs> they keep waiting for a good episode and it hasn't happened yet. So, so you're, uh, you're ahead of the game on that. I feel like uh, good. Good. But that's um, covert, that, covertcoffee.com. We want to make sure that that gets out there because you, yeah, you, you, yeah. you do great there, there work. Is, oh, thank you. There is a covert coffee, I think in Hoboken, New York. It, it might've not been open anymore. Um, or they might have moved locations. So make sure that that it's the covertcoffee.com. Um, and they'll put a link in the thing, I'm sure, maybe. Yep, in the show notes, there'll works. be a link. We'll put a link and okay. you can push it. Hey, hey, Brian, so what do you think? Let's, mute, let's just consider for a moment why good coffee and good church go together so well. Why do yeah. you think that is? As a uh, as a coffee, I mean, you're you're beyond coffee guy. You're deep into <laughs> you're like a coffee prophet. You're a curator oh, of oh. the coffee culture. <laughs> a coffee prophet. Wait, that's way better. I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's makes my hair. Well, okay, fall priest. Out. Let's let's downgrade you, priest. <laughs> okay, good. Priest of coffee. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think I, I, that's a good question. I think I, I certainly think that there's a part of that that is a bit of a trend. Um, someone goes to a church, they have a good experience, they had coffee at the front door, they equate the two of those to uh, the success of, of that church. Um, again, generalizing with with all of this, coffee's, you know, uh, coffee houses started a long time ago, like a long time ago, like 1600. And it was where people came and they met with each other and they had like deep and philosophical, philosophical that's the right word, conversations um, and, and political conversations. I think in the modern days, it's a little bit more like that, but it's a place where people can, uh, people can come together, um, grab an, a, a nice tasting drink. They can talk with their friends if they're maybe an introvert and they just like being near people, but they don't want to socialize with those people. It offers them a place to do that. Uh, and, and they're going to these coffee places where it's difficult to, they can't replicate what they're getting at home generally generally um and so there's satisfying two needs coffee shop side of things um i think on the on the church side of things it kind of marries those things together if you're standing around trying to have a conversation with someone who you know well or trying to get to know well sometimes it helps to have a drink in your hand might even help start that conversation along so mm. uh, i think that's part of it i you know is coffee is coffee spiritual probably not so much but the interaction that happens while we're socializing definitely can be. And so it feels like it's a little bit of, of, a, of, of a way to offer permission um, to talk with, with somebody. And 
I know certainly there are people that go to church and they say, oh, I'd like a drink place and they grab it and they go sit down and it's done. Mm-hmm. Probably fine too. Tim, did you, did you, when you went crosswalk, do you have a strategy for this or did it just kind of evolve the coffee, the, the good coffee culture there? No. Um, I, I think, you know, I think Leonard Sweet talks about it in his book, the, uh, the Gospel According to Starbucks. He talks about the third place, right? We go home and school and then the coffee or home and work, I guess. And um, the coffee shop had become kind of the third place. And to marry that concept with church and community, like I'd like the church to be the third place as opposed to simply a coffee shop. Because, um, you know, if you can marry those two, and I think the culture seems to fit what we did is like they had done coffee when I got here. I got here in 2014. They were doing coffee. They were just doing it very poorly. It was the Folgers, which, you know, is what it is. But it was very much the first or second wave, I think Brian talked about. Like, I'm sure, pretty yes. sure the Shasak was clean most weeks. Um, <laughs> so, like, the, the philosophical or, or theological, whatever idea of do we do coffee or not, we had, they had already solved that here at the church. They did it. They just did it so poorly. And I'm a firm believer in excellence. And so I wanted to see, well, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. And we had some people who donated and we bought two espresso machines and we did a lot of training and learned how to, to make a decent cup of coffee and different types of coffee. And now you can do things like at our shop, you can get a jalapeno, jalapeno blessing which is a <laughs> latte with a little bit of jalapeno syrup in it, which is quite good. It warms, warms the throat. Just, um, yes, and the heart. Warms. Yeah. And, and you can just get a straight cup of really great coffee. We, we roast in Redlands. We, we partner with um, Arcade Roasters out here, and they're a great company. Um, a, lot of, a lot of faith in that organization. Um, and a lot of great coffee, which is important as well. And so... Um, so that's kind of how we did it. And so in Chattanooga, it was so cool to have Brian there as a resource and his willingness to jump in and um, be a part of that coffee part of the community. And by the way, Shaston that he's talking about is the one who actually introduces this podcast. She says, hi, I'm Shaston Reigns. And this is today's presence with Pastor Tim and stuff. She says nice stuff. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good marriage. And I think what Brian is saying is absolutely right. Like the ability, sometimes having that, that cup in your hand is not only a conversation starter, but it continues the conversation in a way. And there's this weird, like psychological thing of like, there's a little bit of space between you and I, because I've got this thing in my hand um, that makes right. it a little more comfortable for me. Like there's a social dynamic to that as well. I think maybe less so with social mm-hmm. distancing from six feet away. Maybe it's different. I don't know. <laughs> you just hold your arm out while you're drinking, like f- way right. out in front of you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Brian, thank you so much for being here, man. We so appreciate the conversation. So appreciate your wisdom you're and welcome. expertise. And we, I, I'll say this, we appreciate your coffee as well because mm-hmm. we, also, we often drink mm-hmm. it during this podcast, which is great. Uh, I, that's uh-huh. what I hear. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's good man, stuff. I, thanks, for, th- thanks for having me. I'm glad to... Um, just hang out and chat with you guys and also talk about coffee. For sure. Well, the so, sponsorship is going to cost you a couple of bags. Well, I expect them by Friday this week. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> by Friday? Oh, we can actually do that. We can make that work. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Hey, this is this is uh, today's presence with Sam and Tim. Tim is Sam. And this is, uh, we've had Brian Fowler as our guest today. And check out his uh, his website, Coffee COVID. What? COVID? Co- Why do I keep saying that? COVID! <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a new blend. We're not really advertising that quite yet. Right. We're, we're to be drunk by yourself, <laughs> to be drunk in isolation yeah. only. Uh, yeah. Covertcoffee.com and make sure it's the one in Tennessee, correct? Yeah, that's right. correct. Awesome. Put a little disinfectant in that COVID coffee. Take care of things inside of you. <laughs> that's right. Hey, thank you so much thanks, for guys. being right. here, guys. We really appreciate it. All right. We'll see you.